Engineering Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I am joined, as always, by Vinny Kiyomko. Hello. So, Vinny, big week uh, here in the land of <coughs> Muellerism. A little bit, yeah. It's kind of interesting to be on the outside looking in and kind of... Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot. You guys are, there's a lot going on. We have some exciting things happening. I uh, Muellerism, by the way, is actually an email address I have. Muellerism? Uh, do my, you, do my, you still my, use it? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I, my initial, like, my, my first blog was Muellerisms. Yeah. Is, it, is, that, is that a regular vernacular in your home? It actually is a, phys, a, a, a theorem in physics or something I looked up. There is actually such a thing a as Muellerism. Ism. Yes, there is, which is a little I bit I am not strange. smart enough to actually know that that was an actual thing. Uh, Google, my friend. Google makes us all geniuses. This is true, Four but I, I try and not do it as much and yeah. lie to people that I'm a genius. Yeah. So I don't. I try yeah. to be genuine, Chris. Okay. Wait. So anyway, <laughs> big news. Uh, so we are, uh, my wife, myself, and our family, we're taking off on somewhat of a new adventure. And after 14 incredible years as the director of youth and young adult ministry at St. Martha's, we are stepping away from the director of youth ministry position at the parish. Man, 14 years. 14 years, as is that like in youth ministry as a whole, or is that... The just St. Martha's. No, I think it's closer to, well, actually, gosh. Almost like 15 14. or 16 in, in youth ministry as a whole. Well, yeah, because I did four years before I came to St. Martha's, mm-hmm. so like 18. So you've been, so 13 years, that is that is unheard of in the youth ministry Yeah, at, at the realms. same parish. At, yeah, yeah. At the same and parish. So when we got here, Christopher, our, my oldest son, whose name is my, is my name, well, his name is my mm-hmm. name too. Anyway, uh, he, he had just been born he, we, we, I had to leave my first retreat to go to his baptism whoa yeah that and, that I didn't know That's right super cool um and so he will turn 14 this summer so and then I will you know so do you feel old yet? the completion of our 14th year do you feel old yet he's turning 14. I felt old for a while um you know when uh, uh, there was a young woman in the office the other day and I said oh yeah you graduated like two or three years ago she's like try seven and I was like oh <laughs> Ooh, you know, she's this, this adult woman with is her that reality. Kids. Whoa, yeah. yeah, dang, it's that's right. So you're literally, you're. I mean, you've literally seen your first set of, of like, teens grow up, and now they're having families, and so like you're seeing right. this kind of lineage. There's a young woman in the youth ministry at St. Martha right now, uh, freshman high school, and she was a year. I remember she was a year old, like she was a baby when I met her parents. What? I'm actually a number of kids were babies when I met their parents. So yeah. Man. Yeah. And so we're not just leaving to leave. We're not like, we're out of here. Screw y'all. Um, and, and in fact, we're not really leaving St. Martha. We're still going to be in the same pew on Sundays mm-hmm. at Mass. And and the weird thing is, because I've got kids in the program, I, my hope is that I'll still be volunteering and mm-hmm. be at Life Teen on every Sunday still. So it's really, I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, <laughs> And hopefully still coming back and teaching at the journey yeah. in our yeah, our well, confirmation program. And but yeah, I mean, like of course we'll we'll see you around. But like, I mean, the bigger picture of why you're doing this is like it, from 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 other conversations we of other conversations we have had outside of of this podcast is that like you felt God just pretty much line things up and be like, Chris, this is something that that I'm yeah. asking you to do. Yeah, it's so stupid how God takes care of us, but he really does. And so a couple years ago, I had this idea for a TV show um, to do Catholic teaching, like a television show, but not like the kind of shows that you are that you have to watch because they're mm-hmm. good for you, right? I didn't want to make the broccoli of television, right? Um, <laughs> Which I, wanted... we, I think we appreciate. We all appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, Brussels sprouts. Brussels, Brussels sprouts are a lie. Exactly. Well, because see, I accept the lie that when I eat 
um, when I eat a broccoli, there are many trees and I feel like a giant. Bro- yeah, exactly. So Brussels sprouts are disgusting. And we were at dinner the other night and the lady goes, oh, you should try the Brussels sprouts. They're You're really like, no, great. thank you. We put them in balsamic. My wife's like, I'll get those. And then we yeah. got them. I'm like, these are Brussels sprouts. This is all this tastes like. Anyway, but, um, but we didn't want to create the Brussels sprouts of TV. So I wrote these scripts and I was really excited about it. And I thought, and I started thinking, how can I make this? And I realized I can't make this. And, um, uh, my Twitter, I noticed that somebody just followed me. I checked and it was a guy standing behind a camera and I went, what? Okay. So I looked into who it was. Turns out it was a dad from the program, Dave Cadell, who owns Rimrock Creative Media. Incredible, uh, incredible production. And uh, I called them and I said, hey, I got this idea for a show. And he said, yeah, I, I, I want to help you make it. Uh, That's so cool. And it was literally the same thing, right? And so, but as is kind of the story, God is faithful. It takes me a while to catch up to that, you mm-hmm. know, or... Um, so it's kind of been like a three-year process, and we we launched our first the the first clip, the three-minute clip to try to raise some money. I told the Lord I would like X amount of dollars in our bank account before we're ready to leap to do this, and um, basically enough to cover a salary for myself, yeah, and, and get insurance for my which kids. makes sense because yeah. I mean that's I have a small army of children that I need to feed and clothe. Literally a small army. Literally. And they are small. And they actually, well, Vinny knows because when he walked into our house today. Um, there was one a, literally them, a small army. He had a shield and he punched him. Uh, I so. got punched <laughs> with a shield. By a two-year-old. I got Captain so. America by. Yeah. But what was interesting is God, like literally, once I kind of asked, asked the Lord for this, you know, and, and I, I, I hate to be the guy who tests the Lord, but he literally within like two months, we'd raised that. Yeah. And then we got pregnant with our, mm-hmm. with our, our sixth child. Yeah. I had to, I had to actually look at my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> we got pregnant with, um, uh, with, with six, the, with our the, sixth child. And I went, no, that's insane. Yeah. I can't do this. Well, he's a year old now. And, um, not a year old, pardon me. He's three months old. It's been a year since then. And it's just become clear that this is the direction God's yeah. calling us to. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I was praying the other day about, oh, it was so cool to have a radio show. And the other day, God, um, literally that, that afternoon, I, the morning, I'm like, it'd be so cool to have a radio show. That afternoon, I got a call to come in and guest host a radio show, which is now, um, that's, which I do. So I, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm now a regular host on. Literally Trinity. it's, it just is. So there's, there really is this, this direction that's like, in, in a sense, do you feel like you've kind of gone kicking and screaming in the sense of like, like testing God, like, okay, God, well, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And then it's like, yeah, so I hit totally. the mic. Totally. Just, well, like, I'll there it is. So, like, so we're moving everything that I do on, you know, the blogs, the, the videos, the Chris Mueller project TV yeah. show, two, four, two revolution, our college outreach. We're moving all of that under the umbrella of everyday Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyday Catholic is going to be the parent of all of these different yeah. things. And I, but I need like logo and branding for that, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a designer. Uh, and I've been, I, and starting to get like a little worried, oh, I don't know, I can't mm-hmm. afford this stuff. I do that. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm in the radio station the other day mm-hmm. and our, my producer, Jim says, uh, Hey, there's this guy I met and he's a, he's a designer, really great guy. He's coming to the church. Um, you should give him a call. So I called him. I mean, I, I followed up and I talked to him today and he's amazing. And he's like, I really love what you're doing. And, and the, I, I, this serves my family. I want to support it. I just want to help you make it. And he's got connections. He wants to help. Anyway, dude, he's just a good dude. Um, and again, I, but what's going on me personally inside yeah. was I was starting to get scared, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, was, I, I literally walking over today from the church was like, oh, what am I doing? That is so stupid. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm crazy. This is crazy. And the Lord says, no, you're not. I'm, I'm, I'm the wind pushing you forward. 
you're good. Man, so. straight up just God moving mountains going, I, I got you. Like Dude, even when I told you, and I'm sorry, this is a little bit self-indulgent podcast listeners. A little bit, but, even but it's when okay. I, even when I told Vinny about this, um, this move, when I, when, I, when I let them know last week that this is what we were doing, and that was a hard conversation because yeah. I've, worked, I've worked with, you know, Vinny for a number of years and, and Patty in our office, I've worked with her, gosh, long, long, long time. Way before I got there. Um, but as we're walking out, you looked at me and you, and you said, you're doing it, Peter. You're yeah. doing it, which is a quote from Hook, right? Yeah, it's a quote from Hook. That's exactly what, you know, where, where, where Peter is, is officially flying for the first time in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, you're dead to us. Right. But what, but what, what I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize that when you said it, because what I've been praying about this is Lord, like Jonah or like Peter, get me out of the boat. You know, Lord, if you got to throw me out of the boat, yeah. throw me out of the boat. When if you, I'm going to jump out of the boat, jump out of the man. boat. And then immediately after I f- make this public for the first time, Vinny says to me, you're doing it, Peter. And it was like, oh. Yeah. And that was, it was like, I had no clue. I was literally making a movie reference because in our office, that's, that's all we do. Literally what we do. Is Welcome we to the references. afternoon morning show. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. And just to, just to like be almost, like, I mean, it was, it was interesting to be the bystander in that moment of God saying something to you. And it was like, like you didn't like just, man, God's providence is <laughs> so good. Right. So, I mean, the prayer of my heart now, and if you're listening to this and you are a, a, uh, kicking, I'm going to put a beep sound in there names and, uh, are kicking blank and taking names. Um, Youth minister, and you're like, wow, man. Honestly, I would say St. Martha's is probably the best youth ministry situation I can think of in Southern California. Um, and you can actually afford to live here because yeah. it's, it's Murrieta, not yeah. Orange County. So check it out. Yeah. Well, um, and also I would say I would back that up. That I mean, I I came from. I mean, you. We both grew up at, at this at the same parish, and then having my experience with some of the other parishes in San Diego, and you having experience with a lot of parishes in Orange County, like. I would totally and absolutely back that up that St. Martha's, um, you know, I'm going to brag about St. Martha's because I moving up here a couple of years ago, but and already being kind of established in the, in the parish, it really is one of the best places I've been. There's no family like it. There's, you know, you go someplace else and the chances of somebody hearing about St. Martha's because of what's going on is high. Like you go, like I remember being there and they're going, Oh, like going to Orange County. And I mentioned that, you know, we went to St. Martha's and they went, Oh, oh yeah, we heard about that. We heard your your program's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's because we try we do our best to listen to what God wants. Right, like and, just, and it, mm. you know, it's interesting as a one of the things that I'm leaving to go do what I believe God's calling me to do, and I hate that I I believe that there. Anytime you leave, people want to write the narrative, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, well, no, he's being forced out or, or it's because of this or because we have a little different situation. We have yeah. a lay pastoral coordinator and that's unusual in the church. And I think people would be tempted to go, oh, well, gosh, it was rah, rah, rah. it's because Father Jack left or all these things. No, it's not. It's because yeah. God's calling me into something new, but the parish's commitment to youth ministry hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, I just, we're just booking the same fantastic retreat center. We've exactly, always yeah. We're still taking our teens to Steubenville West in Arizona because that's what we feel yeah. is best for our teens. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, uh, I can tell you that the, my, my boss at St. Martha has been like super supportive yeah. every step. Um, whether that was when we had the baby, just saying, take the time that we needed. Or when I had my car accident, which is, you know, it was just fine. And, and I mean, I know you personally, she's been very supportive of you guy and your family. Yeah, completely. If you want a boss who like cares about her employees, it's a place to do it. It's a great place. So I I can't say this wholeheartedly enough. And, and I say it too, as a parent, like come be my kids, youth minister. 
because my mm-hmm. kids is starting high school. Yeah. So I, you know that's I, I, again I'm not walking away from the parish. I'm I am in it at the parish. I'm just I'm just in a different yeah. chapter where I'm this ministry God's called me to is taking a different yeah. direction and and I'm called I think maybe to speak yeah. a little bit. Outside of yeah, a little bit of a broader range. Is part of you a little bit like here? You deal with my kids. (laughs) No, I mean not really. You know, it's funny. I I, that whole thing, like, oh, would it be weird being your kid's youth minister? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. They're, I mean, they're my kids, so I just probably you know a lot of what I do from stage has changed now. From I was like your big, your cool big brother. I I don't think I was that cool. Kids who were my first youth group. No, you're not that cool. Um, To I was like an uncle. Mm-hmm. To um, to dad, I'm more of a dad figure yeah. now, right? And I can even see that the way that kids relate to you, mm. they, you know, like they they after life teen is over at our parish, they come up to me to talk about like um, the, the heavy things, yeah, but they goof around with you, oh yeah, all the know? time. Um, and that's I'm you know, so I'm more of that dad mm. figure, you know. I mean, I know they talk to you about heavy stuff too, but yeah. But I think but I think there's there really is that different thing about it though, like. They they come and talk to me. Yeah, there are some some heavy things that they that they talk about, but it is very much like they're going to get someone in leadership that is gonna be able to like run around and 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 do all that stuff. But then there's the wisdom of having done it at the same parish for thirteen years, and especially if they're the youngest of somebody of the family where the eldest was the only, and they were in your program. You know, there's. There's that, so there's that trust that you've built. Um, something else that I was thinking about as, as we've kind of been um, the last, like, what, almost like, what, five days, four or five days since we've, since you've said it to Patty and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, another one of, of our core members, my, my roommate, um, we're, we're just all kind of amazed about the season of change that we've come into. You know, it seems like everybody's got these, this moment of change that's happening. And I think specifically in your case, like there's what a, what a testament to being called, being told you're doing this and going out in the same way as we're, we're getting ready, um, for, for even Pentecost for, for confirmation. There's, there's that, there's that, you know, God basically saying, Hey, I've given you the tools. You're ready to go get it done. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, and I, I go with this um, this knowledge that God says go to point A. You absolutely think you know what point B is. Mm. You start planning for point C and D, and He goes, "No, I nah. just, no, I just needed to get you out of where you yeah. were." And I've got something like we came to Murrieta 13, 14 years ago to sell real estate. Like that's I was leaving youth ministry. I was gonna make my empire out here of, of be done forever, and just you know. And then I took a part time job in youth ministry, and uh, it became a full time job by the end of the interview. And uh, and and I and I you know again it was an incredible parish that um, God just moved and opened so many doors through. And I you know but I I uh, I don't know where the road lies ahead, but I know it, it's I know he's God is faithful. So yeah. Amen to that, man. Good deal. Well, hey, enough self-indulgent talk about me. Uh, People are like, shut up. I'm not listening to this one. so much. All right. Um, So let's talk about Donald Trump. Uh, (laughs) Wow. That was... There's no no segue for that one. No. Okay. Well, this is part of it is I can't talk about Donald Trump on the radio. Got it. So this is where we're going to... So I figured, you know... I'll piss people off on, on, on the internet. Hey, you know what? Better there because they don't say as much. I mean, they say a lot, but you don't right. yeah. block, 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 which you can't be like in person. I'm not going to talk about policy, fun. right? Because I, I, 
policy wise, I I hope and pray that he does great as policy. Yeah. I but I'm a kid of the '90s, right? I grew up with Bill Clinton as a president. Yeah, and I remember um, hearing the phrase oral sex for the first time <laughs> in the context of the president of the United States. Now, that, granted, I'd heard the other terms for it, but I'd never heard but that, that term before, yeah. right? Um, and that was like the first time I heard it. And I remember people being like, he's disgraced the presidency and this is horrible and he's a terrible person. And and, and, and literally went through impeachment because he lied yeah. under oath about the relationship with, the, with an intern. He's, yeah. he's a dirty old pervert, really. Um, but now... I drive to school in the morning with my kids. We like to listen to like news radio and talk radio. You have kids about. that like to listen to news radio. Well, okay. So, uh, there's a radio show, Armstrong and Getty on, uh, and they're on multiple. Na- they're funny. Yeah. They're just super funny. Cool. Uh, but anyway, we can't listen because it's like every time I turn on, it's like porn star. Porn star. Yeah. Former playboy, playmate, former Trump mistress. And you're like, golly. Ugh. There's all of the icker from everything else that's going on. Like I never, I never really thought that, like in, in the grand scheme of of a presidency, and I, and I I know we we know like pornography and all that stuff is kind of in the public eye in the sense of it's everywhere, whether it's in a movie or you know somebody's talking about. Yeah, Do you get the feeling this guy used it as a shopping catalog? I, serious? Oh my gosh! Never never in my wildest dreams would I would have sat down and had gone. They just like you could count how many times. They would said pornography in the news alone. Oh yeah, or you know? porn star Stormy Daniels. You're like ah, can we could adult film actress porn and and can we every time they say your name they have to say porn, porn star. star. Why don't you say Stormy Daniels or or whatever real name is? Yeah. Don't we don't need I don't need the context. I just you know claims had an affair with Donald Trump. Well okay, you, but saying porn star is making it salacious so that people will listen. Yeah right. Well yeah, but and again like because it it becomes salacious and it makes people want to listen. You know like I think I think we're so as a people, we're so attracted to the train wreck yeah. of it all that we're, we enjoy watching the train wreck, even though it hurts to watch, right. Right. you know, like there's a part of us that loses almost a bit of our soul just by watching the train wreck. I, I part of me feels like, okay, the porn star, I hate the moniker, right? I hate that. Yeah. Because the reality is what's the difference between someone like, okay, a I, I even know the term, a person who has sex on film mm-hmm. for money, as opposed to someone who has sex for money, right? Yeah. Like it's, they should just call them the uh, video prostitutes, yeah. right? Like um, that's what this is, right? Like this is a video prostitute. Yeah. This is, this is someone who gets paid to have sex and, and had sex with Donald Trump by all accounts because she was trying to get on the apprentice. Yeah. Which, ugh. That show's terrible to begin oh with. Oh my gosh. I, uh, first season I was actually interested. Really? Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. Mm. Yeah. But I just, I just wish we could just pick up. And again, we're, we're falling into it too. We're talking about it in the afternoon morning show, but golly enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. But it, it just, I, yeah, I wish, I wish there was more of a thought that I had besides it was. Yeah, I know. Like that's just. I wish I had more like coherent thought versus just, I'm tired of hearing it. Well, and then, you know, and I I guarantee you there's someone listening right now who's like, but Hillary was worse. I know. I know. No, you're right. Hillary's bad too. No, there's no question. She's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's no matter, no matter which way you look at it, anybody that was, that you could have said, well, they would have been better. No, if you looked at it, was it? They probably wouldn't have. The two main that were there, like either one, it wasn't great. Donald Trump. It was like, well... You know, which car do you want to take to hell? Exactly. Uh, you know? Yeah. And and I and I pray and I hope 
that, you know, the, that, and I think the deal, a lot of conservative Christians and Catholics made was we want pro-life judges. I think that was the deal. I think we, I don't think anybody for a moment thought, no, this is a, this is a man of integrity. He's a, a, a man of integrity. Well, yeah, no, I bet. I mean, like you look at the longevity of his business and nobody has looked at him and gone, that's a man of of integrity. Like, I, I, hate, I hate to say that about know? a man, but let's be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a serial adulterer, right? Um, and yeah, and, and but again, the deal yeah. I think a lot of us made was pro-life judges. Yeah. And I hope we get them because I know we wouldn't have got them with Hillary. Yeah. And I can't say we would have had less tawdry stuff with Hillary because we got Bill back, yeah. right? We would have got the OG, OG. you know, yeah. scummy president back. Um, but man, I just, I wish, I wish that we didn't have this. You know, I look at, um, again, what's his name? Uh, just retired from, or he's leaving the Senate to go home. Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan. Leaving the house, right, to go yeah. back, um, to go home. Because he said, my kids are teenagers and I've been a weekend parent their whole life. Yeah. Okay. Integrity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You well, know? and again, like, I wish, man, I wish, like, Paul Ryan as a president would have been very... Very interesting because that was that was a man that I think a lot of us were looking at going, like run, like run. Like, <laughs> well, I love Marco Rubio too. I was very let down by Marco Rubio. In oh well, yeah. Place. By but, the end of it, but, but, okay, but here's the thing. <clears throat> this is the Chris Mueller's uh, theory of modern politics. The person who seems the most normal, uh, real. The person who seems mm-hmm. the most real wins. Have we talked about this in the show? Uh, I mean, earlier on, okay, when, before yeah. before it was again. It doesn't yeah. matter, but whoever seems the most authentic wins. Wins, right? Yeah, like Donald Trump was super authentic. Yeah, he was, yeah, he wasn't putting up a front. He wasn't Mm-mm. like he he. What you saw is what you got, and he was unapologetic about it. Right. Look at the last number of elections. Right. I'll, I'll go from Reagan on. Reagan seemed more authentic than all of his than mm. uh, his opponents. Mm. Right. Um, Mondale and Dukakis. They they weren't real human beings. Mm-hmm. Reagan, Reagan came off a real human being. You look at Clinton versus Bush. Bush. Well, okay. Again, Clinton came off very real. Saxophone, other stuff. Bush was very plastic. Um, you look at Bush versus Gore. Okay, Gore is the Gore's definition the of, a, yeah. of, a, of a robot. Um, you look at McCain versus, um, versus Obama. Come on now. Obama was, was such a down-to-earth person, the amount of time he spent with other people, just like, he looked human. But McCain waves his little fist and talks like this, you know, and he just didn't, again, he was a character of a human being. Uh, And and it just goes on. And then, of course, Trump versus Hillary. Well, okay, Hillary is is an automaton. She's like a, she's just a a politician. She's not. Well, I mean, okay, you look, you look at her during the debates and the face she would make, that, that kind of like, I know better. And then would just, whereas Trump would stand there as you would see in every other photo, whether right. it was political or not. Yeah. The guy, I mean, he looked the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally what you see, literally what you saw is what you got. He's a Big Mac eating, you know, foul mouthed, philandering, but he is what he is. He is. Right? Yeah. And so I, I just pray that we get a man of integrity or more yeah. of integrity to run for the presidency mm-hmm. who can come off as an authentic human being. Agreed. Um, because that's what we yeah. need. You know? Well, and I think... And I'm, I'm going to try and color it a little lighter, but I, I would say just one of the things that has surprised me about this presidency, yes, Trump, ugh, but his wife is like playing the first lady role. Yeah. Pretty well. She's like, doing her, yeah. That I, was the that. biggest mind blow. Like this weekend, um, 
Mrs. Bush yeah. Senior, yeah, Elder, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, our former First Lady just recently passed away. God rest her soul. You know, from one of the powerhouse families of of the nation. You Dynasties, know? which we as Americans shouldn't have. Anyway, continue. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but she's, uh, from my understanding, I could be wrong. Somebody correct me. I think she's the only one out of the two that's going to the funeral. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she is. She's, she's the one the who's representing the only thing. one. Like normally, if like, I don't know. In my mind, that's something to where the the president's timeline should kind of stop and go because that was somebody who was literally integral in right. Like like the 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 madam president or the the first lady first lady yeah um, is just as important as the president because she a lot of times handles the how would you say like the PR side of like the family? Right. As it, as it were, the role has definitely grown over the years for sure. You know? So like, I mean, go, go Mrs. Trump. Like, yeah, she's the go first lady. You are killing it right now and continue to make your family look human. Right. Absolutely. All right. We we had said, we're going to talk about church hopping a little bit. Okay. All right. So what? Um, because this is something that's happened in our community. We've got um, we've got Quite obviously a bit. we've got a number of Catholic churches in the community. And where's the line between or what? What like church hopping and then advertising? I I don't want to say against other parishes, but like I guess sniping. Snipe, okay. Let's just call it that way. Like sniping. sniping parishes. Like where you know where's the line for that? And and where's the? So here's my take. I'm I'm a Catholic. I grew up in the same parish my whole life. Right, went to Saint Francis and Vista my whole life. They're good and bad, and some of it very good, some of it not good. Um, went away to college, kind of floated because I didn't have like a yeah. like a parish per se. Um, but once I found it, that was my parish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was so in that point, it was uh, um, Saint John Vianney in, in Hacienda Heights, great parish. Um, and then when I, you know, when I was a youth minister at Solano, I was youth minister there, even through the nasty. And then I was at St. Martha, we've been parishioners here. And now that I'm not the youth minister at St. Martha's, I live in the, I'm, this is my parish and I'm going to work and give everything I can to make it the best parish that I, I can mm. be part of, even though I'm not the youth minister yeah. anymore. Um, but, uh, but there's this thing, I think where there's something that's crept into Catholicism, like a consumerism of Catholicism. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, okay. You... I, I, th- I think if we weren't so like consumer minded, I don't think we would be looking so much at the, at the, like the structures of, oh, it's too modern for me or, oh, it's too, like you go into a new area. That's what you're like. That's that. Those are legit thoughts. Like, oh, it's a right. little too modern for me or, oh, it's a little too traditional for me. Um, but then again, what currently in our world is saying otherwise that mm-hmm. the other mindset is something to think about yeah, and not, you know, I, I think the consumerism, um, as a society, we couldn't really help separate right. that. Yeah. It's hard too, because I know that like our program, our confirmation program at St. Martha's has drawn in people from other parishes for years. Yeah. Right. And so I, I guess like, where's the line where you go, yeah, but my kids are falling away from the church because what, what's happening here isn't serving them. Yeah. You know, where's the line and and how do you, and and where's the line between like my brother-in-law for years and years and years, um, the way he dealt with that was he got involved. 
right? Like mm-hmm. um, he he was served in confirmation ministries mm-hmm. uh, or formation. He served in youth ministry, and this is a guy who's an executive. He's like you know he's he's an executive in banking, but yet. He rolled up his sleeves. He got involved, and but they did at one point. They, there was a point where enough was enough. Their pastor, I think, he was doing some things, and people had written letters to the bishop because they hadn't gotten any further. And the pastor basically came out and said, "You can write as many letters as you want. I'm, not, you know, yeah, you, you can leave basically." And they were okay. We're going to leave. That's fine. Um, so I get that. Like I get. There's a point where you go, okay, it, it, this isn't working for mm-hmm. us. But what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and have you, have you jumped in? Have you tried? Have you fought? You know, yeah. To make things better. Well, that was, that was my experience at one parish that, so from my home parish I grew up in, um, I, we were the, as a core team, especially as a young adult, were being ran into the ground. And so eventually they, you know, I, somebody brought me over to the next parish over in the next town mm-hmm. um, and was getting spiritually fed there and was like, this is awesome and would bring it back. And eventually the youth minister looked at me and had gone, you're either there or you're here. Which is so stupid. And I went, easy, peace. Right. You know, and that was such an easy transition. But from there, like then at that point, that's when I personally for myself started church hopping, not because I was looking for a home, but I knew that it's the Catholic church, mm-hmm. the Catholic church is my home. Yeah. You know, totally. and I think for young adults in their late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, there's a lot of us that are, that are doing that. I think we can get, I think there's, there's a, uh, yeah, absolutely. You go like, you know, I go to the church I go to because Catholic church is my home and my yeah. parish is my home. But I think we can get into like a McDonald's mindset. Oh yeah. You know what P- I mean? like, piecemeal. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go, you know, like, uh, oh, I can go to anyone, you know, it's all, it's the same thing wherever you go. Yeah. Right? Which it is. And that's actually a beautiful thing, but the mindset gets to be, well, then I don't really have to be at any one. I can just go to any McDonald's yeah. if I want to. Okay. I don't, like I don't have my McDonald's. Mm. I go to any McDonald's and what you lose then is community. Definitely. You, you lose the family of church. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of our parishes have lost that and it's, oh, been, yeah. it's gone over to the soccer club. Mm-hmm. or the swim club or the homeschool yeah. group, right? This is where we have our community um, rather than we fight to have community in the parish. The parish mm-hmm. is where we go because we go to McDonald's and we got to go to one. And this one's, any one is as good as the other one. Um, or you're at one you like, and then all of a sudden you go, well, the priest we liked is, isn't is there anymore. The, yeah. So we're going to go over to that one, right? And then you you jump over to, or or their program here costs this much money, but if I go over there, it doesn't cost anything. So we're going to go to this other parish where mm-hmm. it's free. Rather than saying, well, gosh, why do we have to charge at our home parish when they can offer it for free? You know, is there a way that we can work to set up like a, a tithing model that we didn't have to charge at the home parish? Can I can I work in my parish to do that? Yeah, but you I know? think a lot of that has to do with the mentality of somebody else will do it. And I think we talked about that once before of mm. like the mentality of, man, it I, this isn't working, but I'm just a parishioner. Somebody else has to take care of it. Absolutely. You know, whereas, I mean, I've heard those stories of people stepping up and going, you know what? No, we're going to do something about it. Yeah. Um, a, a mutual friend of ours, um, he um, was let go of a position and another family or another church picked him up, couldn't afford him. The families, knowing there was an issue, banded together. And continuously do over and over and over again. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to do something. And there are, this, there are these families at this parish that are making sure that this youth minister has what they need to do the best job for their students, for their kids, for their young people, for their teens, wherever it is, to get it done. Like, 
that's that's something that is unheard of in most parishes. Right. Like it's a family. The church family is getting it done. Mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. somebody on staff, not somebody that's got the vision and everybody believes this person could do it. It's it's the smaller families that are like, right. we're going to get it done. Right. And so I think I, I, here, so here's my take. My, my closing thoughts, because we've crossed the 30 minute mark and we try to do this, you know, in 30 minutes. Should we do an hour? I don't know. It feels like we're going through them pretty fast. We are pretty going through them pretty fast. Whatever. <sighs> Whatever. We'll just continue. It's, it's a podcast. So who gives a crap? Right? Exactly. Really? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Turn us off? Fine. Turn us off. Don't do it. Please, so don't, please, do it. <laughs> please don't do it. <laughs> Validate us. Validate our existence. <laughs> Give us a nice review. Uh, anyway, but here's my take. My, my closing thoughts on this is, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's bad to go to a different parish. No. If if it, uh, but I think if you've been in a parish for a long time and it served your family well and then you owe it to your parish family mm-hmm. if things start to veer off course to fight to go in not, and not 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 to fight the parish but to go into the coordinator and say man we made some changes to the program this year that didn't work. It's not working. Like I and and maybe it's a new coordinator who's young, right? That's fine. You go and you say this. This isn't. I, I I know what you're trying to do. It isn't working, right? And and how can I help you to achieve yeah. that goal or change? You know. But I think the other the other side of that coin too, though, is um, when a lot of people come in hot. Like they're, they're, they're going to come in oh, yeah. and they're going to say something and honey, you are going to know exactly mm. what it is oh, you did wrong. Mercy. Like, <laughs> oh, mercy. Have you been, you've been in this for a while, haven't you? Yeah. Little, just, just a little bit. My, or the one we've, we've heard a couple of times, um, which I didn't really know anybody could say with a straight face was the, you're the reason why people leave the Catholic church. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's like, wait, hold, no, no, no. Come in. Let's have a conversation and help me change that. Cause the biggest thing is when somebody comes up and complains about something and then you go okay how do you suggest we can change that right. it's your it's your it's your family as much as it is as it is mine right how can and they go mm. right then then like right like i had i had i had a a family um do that they go well x y and z is just not working and i go okay help me change that what do you suggest i do yeah Nothing. Right. And so our mindset as Catholics has to change. We, we, we have to get out of the service model and have, well, have to get out of being served model and get into the serving model, right? Uh, this Sunday's gospel is a good shepherd. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Um, and so many of us participate in our parish like the hired servant rather mm. than going into the life of the church in the life of Christ and, and trying to live out the life of the good shepherd in our lives. So as he is our good shepherd, we're called to go out like yeah. the good shepherd, right? Um, and our stewardship of our parishes so often looks like a drive through at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this, oh, this McDonald's fries are cold now, so I'm going to the next McDonald's. That, that just is not Catholic life. It just isn't. Can't be. Well, yeah, I mean, communal life. The fact that we're supposed to be sticking together and and building this community you know there's there's in order to be in the communal life there has to be a community to be in and if there isn't a solid background or solid ground somewhere and that was my experience is and then from at least for me with the last like four years uh, within the last four years of of having been at St. Martha's I've been there for longer than that but like I know I enjoyed St. Martha's more when I allowed myself to be plugged in, Absolutely. you know, yeah. like in, instead of being the person that's like, oh, well, I work here and then having everything else being present and wanting like, like today I was over at our new food pantry. 
Yeah. I got I got to go over there and and direct cars and things like that. And people were like, "Oh, you're you're a human being. We see you more than at church." I'm like, "Yeah, because I want to be here. It was all a fluke." And and, and our boss was like, y- y- "You know, like, come help out." Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know, and I think there's more to there's there's more to that when pe- when we dive in as family for the common goal of keeping just our our church family our parish alive the way we celebrate mass as a whole I think then changes absolutely because it becomes a gathering of family at the family table it, you know amen. It, it becomes a gathering of the beloved to love you know yeah. the lover so yeah. Well, hey, it is, uh, we're crossing 36 minutes. So this is the Afternoon Morning Show brought to you by uh, Everyday Catholic. You can get more information about Everyday Catholic at right now at chrismuller.co because I haven't got the website up. Not anyway, .com. Not .com. He's an angry photographer from Venice. Don't go there. Don't go yeah. <laughs> um, Very talented though. Uh, but yeah, Everyday Catholic. Um, more information to come at everydaycatholic.com coming soon. Vinny Kiam Yak. Yap appears courtesy of St. Martha Rise Catholic Ooh. Young Adult Ministry. Yep. God bless. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys.